Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 is the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Hope everyone had a great weekend. Happy Monday. It's time for Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. Schmelk, Detino, you. 201-939-4513. Hashtag Giants chat. Dom on the controls. Hope you guys enjoyed our shows late last week. We did our divisional rankings. We can go back over those if you like. Howard and I did our NFC East player draft. Maybe we can have Detino determine. Which, uh, which roster he likes better there, Dom, if we get a little bored today. Uh, another fun exercise today. We're going to go around the league a little bit. And Paul and I are going to run a little competition that we will track throughout the year. And we are going to go one by one in kind of a draft. We're each going to draft seven teams. And we are going to try to figure out which teams have the best chance to go the deepest in the playoffs. So how this will work is that heading into next year, Paul and I will select these teams. This is the only duo that will be doing it. And for every round that the team we select plays in, we will get a point. So if a team gets a bye, they will get an extra point for the bye week. That's mm-hmm. important to note. If they win the Super Bowl, they will get an extra point for the Super Bowl. Otherwise, every round you play in, you will get a point. Right. So basically, the team that has the best chance of making the playoffs and going deep into the playoffs, and we will draft our teams that way. Do you have any questions before we begin? I think I got this right. Okay. I just wrote down the teams that are going to win the divisions and the teams that will be the wild cards, assuming that they'll all, they'll be all the postseason teams. Right. That's well, what you wanted me to do, yeah, right? Correct. Well, yeah, but we also, okay. but you know, we're going to draft teams here, so you have to decide which teams are most likely that you feel most confident about, and that's how we're going to do this. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. All right, so this is how I did it with Howard last week, so we're going to figure out who, 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 who gets to pick their team first. As you consider. All right, here we go. Spin, spin, spin. All right. You get the first pick in the draft, Paul Dottino. What team do you think has the best chance of going deep into the playoffs and or winning the Super Bowl? Unfortunately, it would have to be Philadelphia. Ah, you're killing me. I I think you'll pick Philly. But it has to be. I mean. This is both conferences, you know. Yeah. Damn. I thought your prejudices would get in your way and you'd leave Philly for me. Well... They're in the weaker conference, <laughs> no, and they've got the most balanced roster. No, and look, the conference is the big deal here, right? I mean, you look at the NFC, and there are maybe, you know, three teams that you feel really good about having a chance to go to the Super Bowl. You know, maybe four. In the AFC, there's like seven. So right. it's it's the right pick. Philly yeah. has a really good roster. They got a good quarterback. They're deep, too, on both sides of the ball, and... They're in the weaker division. I would say of the seven postseason teams that I think Damn. are going to be in the AFC, five of them probably could go to the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm, th- I'm not sure about two of them. In the NFC, I'll be frank with you, John. I don't know that I'd feel comfortable about any one of them except for probably Philadelphia. I wouldn't be comfortable picking anyone besides Philadelphia today. I know. And, I and wasn't, wasn't it you and I last year, we thought it would be Philadelphia and Buffalo in the Super Bowl? I might have said Philadelphia... You know what? Yes, it was. Yes, it and was. I outside. know yeah. I had Buffalo beating yeah, them. Yeah, I think I had Philadelphia Buffalo. Too, and I yeah. think you had the same as I did. Yeah, and that didn't quite work out. No, but it wasn't bad. Hey, if you get one out of two, <laughs> it's not bad. No, no, but that was the easy one. <laughs> you know what? Though at the time it wasn't. 
You didn't think so? I don't think at the time because we didn't know what Jalen Hurts was. Uh, I don't that's think true. it was easy at the time. That's true. I just did not like the conference. You know, gr- gr- I, think, I just didn't like the conference. I know, but gr- I think Green Bay was a team that you could you have did? made an argument for yeah. at that point. Yeah. Perhaps. Anyway. All right, you're killing me. I thought you'd be your prejudices against Philadelphia would get in the way there and you would not select the Eagles. Now I'm mad. Sorry. Yeah, well, that's okay. Well, I dominated Howard Cross in our draft on Friday. I'll, I'll, I'll show you the rosters. Wow. I, I killed him. Okay. So, I, mean, I mean, Howard would obviously disagree with me on that, but. <laughs> he has to. He's Howard. Yes, exactly. All right. So, I mean, I, how do I not pick Patrick Mahomes here? I have to. You know, Mahomes is a guy that is the best quarterback in football. And I think if you made me answer this question now, at the end of Patrick Mahomes' career, will he be considered the best quarterback in the history of the NFL? My answer right now would probably be more likely yes than no. Wow. That's a bit of a, a leap. Not huge, I mean, he but it's has a bit of a leap. Two Super Bowls, right? One on a bad wheel. I mean, his his ability to scramble and throw it. I mean, he, his leadership. He's a great guy. I mean, he, he signed a team for, for relatively team-friendly contract. I mean, uh, I would ask you this. And he before. did it with no number one wide receiver last year. It's, it, it's, I don't know. Again, I'm not saying it's for sure, but more likely than not, I would say now, if I had to answer that question. And a lot of, look, injuries, things can change. What is he, 27, 28? Patrick, we check that, Don. Well, if you're just counting Super Bowls as one of the highest criteria, then he's going to have to pass Aikman. He's going to have to pass Montana. I mean, those are pretty I mean, he only, has, he only has one more to tie Aikman. He already has two. I understand, right. but... Well, I knew Brady, obviously. You know, again, well, obviously Brady. Brady's yes. the GOAT, mm-hmm. no matter whose list you have. Brady's the GOAT. But if yeah, you're but just it, talking Super Bowl yeah, rings, but, Bradshaw, I don't too? Think, I don't think that's fair, though, because I would probably you know? say, I mean, I think Marino's a better quarterback than Troy Aikman was. He never won a Super Bowl. Better passer. I don't know if he was a better quarterback. There's okay. A, there's a little bit of a tweak on that. Okay. Anyway, it's almost like Barry Sanders better runner, but maybe not better running back. Yeah, well, I conversation. mean, Gail Sayers right. might have been the best runner, pure runner, the position's ever seen. But Jim Brown okay. was the greatest running back ever. No, I, 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 and that is a fair distinction. It's talent versus the ability to play the position, right? I think there is a difference there. All right, you're up, Paul. Next pick. Uh, I think the second team that I'm most confident about going really far would be Cincinnati. Okay. They were my fourth team, but it was very close. Why? Why the Bengals? Well, you know, I think that their weaponry is uh, is going to be enhanced by the offensive line getting better. I mean, as it is, they have a very prolific offense, but now with an improved offensive line. Orlando Brown, the new left tackle. They'll move I mean, Jonah Williams over to right tackle. They spent some money there, yes, you know, did. and they had to. Mm-hmm. They had to. And I, you know, I'm... Prejudice, Lou Anamumo's. I love the guy. No, he's a. So do I. I love Lou. He's yeah. a great defensive coordinator. You know, I'm and, with you. And even though their secondary has taken a bit of a hit, mm-hmm. I think losing can, Jesse Bates at safety. I think he can do enough. Yeah, I agree. And uh, the offense will be better. So I feel pretty good about Cincinnati having a Super Bowl chance. No, I think that's fair. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills for mine. Uh, they were the team I, I had no problem with back that and either. forth with Cincinnati. I have no right. Problem with that either. And look, a big part of this is can Von Miller stay healthy this year. Because when Von Miller went out last year, things seemed to change for the Bills a lot on defense. They weren't the same. And mm-hmm. can if he can stay healthy the whole year, you know, I I think Dalton Kincaid is going to have a really nice rookie year for them as their kind of tight end flex guy. And I think we're going to get a better idea now of how much the loss of Brian Dable really hurt that offense, right? I think we saw some of it last year where they weren't quite what they were under Brian Dable. But I think... yeah. You know, I could see that. You'll see more in after two years, as you know, Ken Dorsey puts more of a stamp on the offense as opposed to just being a continuation of what they did under Dabes. So I'm going to go Bills here for my second team, and I think look, Josh Allen is probably the second most talented quarterback in the league after Mahomes in terms of pure physical ability. Heck, pure physical ability, you can argue, you know. Arm strength, size, speed, running the ball. He might be physically more gifted, but Mahomes is certainly, you know, art of playing quarterback, probably more, He's ac- up there. more accurate, better touch on his passes, things like that, pocket navigation. But, look, Josh Allen's super talented, and he can do a lot on his own. And uh, I'm going to go Bills here for my second team. Yeah, I think that's that's a really good one. I, mean, right. I do think that overall, the Buffalo Bills offense is not as talented as it was a few years ago. 
That's and why I mentioned Kincaid, because I think he's going to make a difference for them. He's going to have to. Nah, he has to. No, I agree. Yeah, because Gabe if they're Davis, going to the Super Bowl. He has remember, to play big right away. Gabe Davis used to be their two. They used to be their three. Now right. he's their two. Right. And who's their starting running back? James Cook. It's fine, but... Which is why, while the Dable impact may be there... It's also the overall talent on that offensive unit yeah. that I think is also yeah. somewhat diminishing. I, I, think I, I feel fair. bad for them because if their window is starting to close. It seems that way, right? I feel bad for them because, you know, they've always been a near miss. They, yeah. they never get it. Yeah. That's and the Bills. It stinks. That's the Bills. It, and, and I feel it's like the Cubs, you know, right? The Cubbies forever. Oh, yeah, Everybody loved the yeah. Cubs, and, and they think, never get there. And no one has anything against the Buffalo Bills. Why no. would you? They're the Bills. I know. Yeah. No, I know. Okay. Outside of when they played the Giants in Super Bowl twenty-five, I never root against the Bills. How yeah. can you? All right. You're up All next. Right. Um, this is where it starts getting tougher. Well, it does. It does. Uh, <sighs> I have two teams here that actually went back and forth on twice. <laughs> well, here's, here's the, the significant issue. Okay, do you go to the weaker conference? <laughs> yeah, because correct. because the conference is just so wide open that any one of these other teams has a chance to potentially get out of the conference? Or do you flat out go with the team that you know is better, but the competition is a lot stiffer? Your analysis is correct. Uh, okay. I'm going to go with, ooh, this is so hard for me because I just cannot stand the San Francisco quarterback situation. I like their roster a lot. A lot. No, it's a great roster and a good head coach. But their quarterback thing is just such a mess. If Purdy was healthy, would you pick them without thought? I'd give it thought, but I'd probably pick them. Okay. I just don't know where they're at. I get it. So where are you going? Wow, Paul's struggling here. Team three, Dob. Uh, struggling. All right. Let's go. Uh, just pick them. You want to pick them? Pick them. You love the Montana and, you know, uh, Bill Walsh. You're all about the West not? Coast offense. Why not? I'll, I'll 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 go with San Francisco. Okay. It's not a. It's not. It's, I'm not in love with it, but I'll do it. Right. And again, that's primarily more because of the conference, correct? Than it is their quarterback. And my and my next pick is because of the conference too, Paul. Everybody knows, by the way, I'm not a Trey Lance guy. No, I know you're not. I'm I'm, I'm not a big Purdy guy, but the Niners were the sixth team on my list, mm-hmm. so I'm going to pick my fifth team on my list. And same deal, Paul. We conference. Go Dallas Cowboys. That's the next team, I think, in the NFC. Okay. I trust the quarterback more than I trust the San Francisco quarterback. Uh, I would, too. But I trust the Niners head coach more than I trust the Cowboys head coach. I absolutely do. I trust the Cowboys defensive coordinator because we don't know who the Niners defensive coordinator and how good he's going to be this year because they lost to Miko Ryans. It's true. So I'll balance it out to Dallas Boy, they there. they have talent, though. Oh, they dude, do have they talent. Very good. <laughs> they do have talent. They're very good. I mean, look, there's a reason that they you know, were in the NFC title game last year and they knocked Dallas out of the postseason. Yeah. They're good. They're very good. Yeah. So I'm going to go Dallas here. Again, this is, I think there are AFC teams better than the Dallas Cowboys. I think there are AFC teams better than the San Francisco 49ers. But weaker conference. Um, mm-hmm. I think those are the three teams that I've, I haven't looked at what the, what, what the Vegas betting odds are, but I'm sure those are the three teams that have the best chance of getting to a, the NFC title game and Super Bowl based on the betting odds. So for the division, I'm going to go Dallas. Paul, you're up. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, you know, this is where it gets really interesting, by the way. Well, no, actually, because it's clear cut who who the better teams are next. I think. Oh, see, I think in the Roster AFC, wise, it's a little messy. I think it's a little messy in the AFC. Roster-wise, I think there are probably... Two teams easily better than the next NFC team. Oh, no, yeah. I don't have another NFC easily. team. Easily. I don't have another NFC team until 11. But yeah. sorting out the AFC teams to me is, is well, tough. Well, right, right. Right. But but again now, I, I'm, I'm going to give you a, a little more than I should give you. Okay? <laughs> New Orleans is winning that division. I think, see, I think the Falcons have a chance. Okay, I like New Orleans to win that division, okay. and the division's terrible. Well, you love Derek Carr, so that makes sense. I'm a, I'm a right. car guy, mm-hmm. you know that. Yep. And so I think New Orleans wins that division, so be, being that they're a division winner in such a terrible division, they could accumulate some points in your rules. Yeah, they could. Okay, 
So that's why it's very hard for me because New Orleans cannot match up to a number of teams still in the AFC. And they probably have a lower ceiling because the odds of the Saints getting out of the first round is probably pretty low. They could easily get dumped. Yeah. But they could also very easily go two rounds. Sure. So go and, Saints. And so that's where it becomes very sticky for me. I won't go Saints, but that would be the NFC team I would consider here. Okay. Okay. I don't is even, that fair? I don't even have the Saints on my list. All right. Well, I don't have one team from the NFC South on my whole list. I'm not even considering any of them because I don't know who's going to win the division. But somebody has to. I know, but I don't know who. So and that's not, a playoff I'm point not, you're giving up. I know, but I'm not rolling the dice on it. I don't know which one of the four is going to make it. Okay, so so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back to the AFC, and I will go as much as I really don't want to do this. I will go Baltimore. Baltimore, huh? I don't want to. Wow, why, Paul's picking a wild card team. I don't want to, but All I'm right. going to go Baltimore. All right, I am going to go with a team in the AFC that I'm almost sure is going to win their division. Because the AFC South stinks. And there's one team that doesn't stink in the AFC South, and that's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go with the Jaguars, who I think will run away with that division. I think they'll run away with it by mid-December. I think they'll probably win 10 or 11 games this year, the Jaguars. And, you know, will they get out of the first round of the AFC playoffs? I don't know. But I think there's a shot, like they did last year when they beat the Chargers. So I'm going to go with another team that I... I feel better about the Jaguars winning the AFC South than I do about any team winning the NFC South or NFC North. So I'm going to go Jacksonville Jaguars. That's here. very fair. And and those were immediately the top two yeah. teams on the AFC on my list at this point. It would have been Baltimore and Jacksonville. And Trevor Lawrence, frankly, has a chance. I like him. If he takes the next step, maybe the Jaguars turn into a 12 or 13 win team this year. It's possible. Confession time. I thought Trevor Lawrence would be good. Now I'm thinking after seeing him in the NFL, yeah. he's going to be better than good. He's he, going to be very good. Second half of last year, he it was almost kind of starting with that. Like the Giants game was the start of it for mm -hmm. him last year, and then he only got better and better as the year went. Yeah, he, he is going to exceed my expectations. I was not as high on him as other people were. And Calvin Ridley, by the way, is going to be very good for that. Yeah, I know. Go ahead. All right, you're up next. All right. Uh, so now now it gets, again, it's, it's still sticky because you could make a case – at least I could, that uh, Miami and the Chargers might be better than any NFC team on this list. Okay? Yeah. The problem with Miami is that I can't stand Tua. I have no confidence or faith in him. Well, I don't think you don't dislike him. You just worry about his health and him staying healthy. Yes. I'm talking about I can't yes. stand his potential production. Right. I got you. Now, I'm not talking about him as a person. No. I've never met him. No, no, no. But even like when he's healthy, he's pretty good. The problem is that when he's, he's never healthy, on the field. he's been okay, right, but he can't stay on the field. Right. And he will, I believe that he could significantly damage Miami's playoff chances. Uh, because I think sure? that's a playoff team. Who's his backup now? Mike White from the Jets. All right. It's not bad. Uh, I think Miami has a playoff roster, but I just don't trust Tua. Fair enough. And um, so that's a problem for me. Um, I think the Chargers. I just, I just don't know. Oh, the Chargers! You never know every year with. Them. I know, and so I love Herbert. Always have. So you should go Saints then. Always have. You know what? <sighs> I love seeing you. Yeah, there. I know. It's fantastic. I'll go Detroit. Detroit. Nice. All right. Detroit was eleventh on my list. I like I'll them. I'll I think, go Detroit. I think they are the favorites in the in the AFC North. It's hard not to ride them after what Campbell has done to turn that thing around. Well, and look, just look at the other three teams in the division, though. Like, I don't think the Vikings are going to, you know, they're definitely not win 13 again. But no, they're not. They get to 10. We'll see. You know, Jordan Love, you just don't know what he's going to give you. Don't. I'm not buying. And the Lions played really well the second half of last year. They and I'm not they, buying Tampa either. I'm, I'm with you on that. All right, I'm going to go Chargers. Uh, I realize they're the team that consistently breaks everyone's hearts with their talent and potential, and then they always end up messing it up somehow. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to go Chargers. I just think Kellen Moore will help them. I don't think he's an elite offensive coordinator, but I think he's a solid NFL coordinator, and he's yeah, much better than what sure. they had before. Um, so I'm going to go Chargers here just because I think they're good, and I think if they get to the playoffs, they have the potential to make some noise. Yeah, uh, I. How can you bet against Herbert? Yeah, he's really good. He's legit. Yeah. He's, I love him. Wish he was on another team. No, are you happy he's not in the NFC, though? Yes, very happy he's not in the NFC. 
Um, this really is where where the whole the whole thing with New Orleans comes into play for me. This becomes very chef's choice here. Yeah, yeah, because there's there's you know again Miami of all the the rest of the teams are now on this list. You see, the, my problem with picking the Giants, and I think the Giants are actually in this conversation the as Giants? we get to this point. The Giants are on my list? Yeah, at this point, the Giants get into the conversation. Absolutely. The trouble is, look at the damn division. I know. You, you'd have to get... Th- are you kidding uh, me, folks? You would have to get three teams out of the NFC East again, which is very hard to do. It really is. Mm-hmm. and it's But the NFC is weak, so it's very possible. It's very, very, very... Yeah, but the Giants have to play the AFC East. Uh-huh. In addition to their own division. Like, like, like I keep telling people, Paul, last year the Giants went 4-0 and against the AFC South. You know, I know. You know what they're not doing against the AFC East? 4-0. They're not going 4-0. They're not. They're not. <laughs> and it's, not, it's just a tougher division. I know. And it's a shame because roster-wise, I think the Giants fit in here. I really do. I totally agree. Roster-wise. They're right in the mix with all these teams. I'm with you. Problem is the division. And when you're doing this playoff point thing, it's really hard to take them. Oh, man. Two is not going to stay on the field. You know what? I probably could do a hell of a lot worse than going there. So, you know, why not? I'll take the Giants. All right. They're on my list. I'll take the Giants. All right. And I'm... God knows, folks, I'm hoping, but... I am staying at MetLife Stadium. It's the Aaron Rodgers Revenge Tour. He's annoyed. He's pissed. He wants to show the Packers what they're losing without him. I'm going with the Jets. You're counting on his durability. For one year, yes. I'm not picking okay. him for the next three years. I'm picking him for one year. Okay. <laughs> picking him for one. Okay. Not picking him for three. So I think the Jets have a really talented roster. They have good players. I think, look, Aaron Rodgers, he's been at their spring workouts every day. Mm-hmm. What does that tell you? The guy wants to stick it to people. He's motivated. Yeah. So I'm going to go I'm gonna go New York Jets here. Okay. Ahead of the Dolphins. Because like you, I am worried about Tua's health. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. got to be a problem. Yep. All right. We got two more teams. One for you, one for me. Okay. Now, now this this is where I I really have a dilemma because <laughs> I don't trust Tua, but I like the rest of the roster. Uh, the question is, who's your second NFC wild card team? That's what we haven't gotten to yet. Well, I have I I believe it or not, and it's hard for me too. I don't believe in Geno Smith. He had a great year last year. I don't believe in him. Seattle has a roster, and in that division, Seattle absolutely is going to compete for a wild card this year again. Now, they got left out last year because Mm -hmm. of that tie that the Giants were able to use to sneak into the playoffs. Seattle absolutely has a chance to be a team right here in this slot if you buy Geno Smith. Boy, do I have a hard time buying that. I just do. I have a hard time buying Gino. I understand. All right. Uh, damn. <laughs> All right. I'll do Miami. I'll do it. All right. They were 13th on my list. I'll right. do Miami. And I'm going to lock it. I'm going to close it off with the Seahawks. You know, for the same reason you said they got a good roster. They have a good head coach. Mm-hmm. They have young players that can continue to ascend. Uh, I think the Rams are going to have a hard time this year. I think the Cardinals are obviously, you know, they're probably going to have one of the three worst teams in the NFL. Horrible. Um, who does Horrible. The, who does the NFC West play division-wise this year? I, I don't know the even answer looked. to that. No, I didn't, I even look at no, that. No, no, I didn't, I didn't go either. that deep into I this. I was just curious. No, neither did I. I didn't do it either. Um yeah, so I'm going to go Seahawks. I think, like you said, weaker division, weaker conference. I had the Vikings as, as a potential team here, too. They were like the first team off my list in Minnesota. They're on, my, they're on my list. Wow, so me and you were very much on the same page then. Here's the problem. The only team I had on mine that you didn't was the Jets, right? Yeah, oh, okay. and I didn't have Dallas. You didn't have Dallas yeah, on Dallas your list on either, list. huh? Wow, okay. You, you know how anti-Mike McCarthy I am. I know, but they have won 12 games these are the last two years. I understand that. I don't like the linebackers. I don't like the running back situation. I, I, and this division is very, very tough. Understand? And I'm not. I'm not. Again, I'm just not a fan of the coach. Um, interesting in that Seattle. I think, and I don't know if we could look it up, but I think Pete Carroll, since he's been in Seattle. 
They've won over 70% of their home games, which is always going to give them a chance to be, yeah. at worst, good point. decent. That's a good point. Because they they just win in that building. That whole 12-man thing, it's ridiculous. We've been it there, is. John. We know how hard it is to win up there. I mean, look what happened to the Giants last year. I know there were a couple of key plays that turned that thing around, but once that ball starts rolling downhill, Seattle rolls in that building. So anyway, I'm just not a Geno guy. I think I think he turns into a pumpkin this year. So that's why I stayed away from it. And I went with the injury-prone Tua. Okay. So be it. So what we got? <laughs> All right. 201-939-4513. 201-939-4513. Folks, go subscribe to the Giants Little Podcast. Um, it's great content. It's a long-form interview pod- podcast. We talked to... Current Giant players, former Giant players, front office people, coaches, a bunch of other good stuff. Go find it on your favorite podcast platform, Giants.com slash podcast. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star positive review for the Giants Huddle, Big Blue Kickoff Live, any of the Giants podcasts you listen to. It will certainly help us out. And don't forget the 2023 NFL schedule is officially out and single-game tickets are on sale now. Don't miss the Giants at MetLife Stadium this season. Visit Giants.com slash tickets to secure your seat today. All right, let's get to the calls and say what's up to Hugo in New Jersey. He'll lead us off today. Hugo, what's up? Hey, good afternoon, guys. What's up? Hi. Um, hey, I have a, a bit of a contrarian view on the Eagles and, and all the hype they're receiving, but um, before I get into it, I guess I'm going to quote Bill Parcells when he, when he said, it's competition. The only thing I fear are snakes Spiders and the IRS. I remember. <laughs> I remember. I don't look. Keep that. It. Nobody fears the Eagles, but you have to have great respect for their roster. You have to. Well, well, here, here, here's sort of my view on on their roster. Uh, they are a bunch of names. Well, let's let's take let's take a step back. Last year, uh, you know, let's say eighty percent of the players on their roster had career years. And they started all 22 in the Super Bowl that they opened up starting in training camp. Yes, they did. They were fortunate. Yes, they were fortunate. So to begin with, there's going to be some reversion to the mean, right, uh, on those two factors. The the other thing, as I think about the Eagles, is, one, they have an aging roster at a number of different positions. So. If, if I if I look at their defense, I think they're going to be Swiss. I think they're going to be Swiss cheese. One. Well, no, Hugo, Hugo, but here's the problem. Where they have aging players, they, they got, have first and second round draft picks yeah. that they've selected to replace those players. They got some good guys yeah, coming, those, coming up. But look, uh, here's the way I think about that. Right, the, the, those guys, some of those guys have very questionable work ethics, and because the Eagles have an aging roster. They don't really work that hard. I heard they're not even taking advantage of the minicamp rule. So they're not even having a minicamp. Now, that's great for Kelsey and, uh, and Graham and Dwayne John, all those guys. But what does it do for Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter? And Hugh, here's Kobe the thing. For, for, for guys that play near the line of the scrimmage, minicamps and OTAs, they don't do a whole lot. You can't touch anyone. There's no contact. Yeah, I'm... I'm uh, uh, well, that's true, but I, I'm talking about what it does culturally to guys who are not that accustomed to working all that hard. You know what I mean? Look, so, look, look. Uh, I, I'm going to make this really clear for you, Hugo. I will collect every four-leaf clover in New Jersey and hope that the Eagles have horrible luck, that they get old, they have a, a roster that can't get through the season. And that he goes right. And that you are right. Yes. I will. I will gladly... Gladly collect every four-leaf clover that makes that happen. But it's not very likely. Now, here's the thing that Higo didn't mention, Higo, and I think this is actually the best part of the argument of to be anti-Philly this year. I don't mind that they lost Gannon. I don't think he was that great of a defensive coordinator anyway. I think he was fine, but whatever. The Eagles' defense doesn't want to surprise me. Losing Shane Steichen could be a big deal. He put that offense Possibly. together around Jalen Hurts yeah. and really made it work. Possibly. So not yep. having him there now, obviously they you know they have Sirianni there still, so you can kind of keep it going. But that to me could be a real loss for them. That could be a significant impact as they move forward here. And, and, for me. And, and then, quite frankly, but let's not kid ourselves. Jalen Hurts had one breakout season. 
and they always tell you nothing ever goes in the NFL exactly linear, you know? Mm -hmm. There's always an up and down. Maybe Jalen Hurts, and I'm hoping, I'm really hoping, because I never thought he was that good anyway. He blew my mind last year. Is it possible he's just a normal quarterback this season instead of what he was last year where he barely made any mistakes? The problem is that his impact well, in the run game is not going to go well, away because that, well, that team's well, so good. Well, you know what's funny? Nick Foles well, did he, the same thing he, a few years ago when he was with Not them. as a runner. No, no, not as a runner, but in terms of not making mistakes. No, right. He yeah, was it, very it, clean. In terms of the turnovers, yes, but Guys. as a runner, he's excellent. You go ahead, Higo. Guys, he played in ideal con- in an ideal condition. Yeah, and they're back Perfect again. offensive line, good receiver. I mean, any quarter. I mean, 60% of the quarterbacks in the league could likely. No, Hugo, no, Hugo, look, as a passer, you're right. 90% of the quarterbacks could not impact the Eagles' run game the way Jalen Hurts did. Well, here's, here's the thing about the Eagles. I don't think they're going to be able to stop the run at all this year. Their edges can't stop the run. They have no linebackers. They Their safeties are kind of all new, right? So I don't think they can stop the run, and I think that's going to then affect their run game because can they stay on schedule when the other team's milking the clock and running it down the throat? I hope so. Look, you're, 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 you're stating things that need to happen if they're going to fall off the ledge. Now they're So all... I'm not disagreeing with some of your logic. I just don't know how likely it is. Look, I think they're going to stink on defense. I think their special okay. teams stink. I just don't think one unit can carry a team to a lot of success. I say Eagles are third in the division. Now, Hugo, Hugo I just have a question. Like, who are these monster losses on defense that are going to make them so much worse than they did last year, besides the two linebackers? Well, uh, they, they lost their two safeties, Epps and, uh, yeah, and right. CJ, CJ, GJ, right? And, and look. Darius Slay was already in the was already declining last year. I think their corners are going to be terrible this year. I think their corners are going to be terrible. Well, look, West, if their corners West, are going to be terrible, then sure. But I, I think that's unlikely. You're asking I, both of those guys to fall off a cliff at the same time. That's that's all, asking a lot. The, 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 there are two corners over thirty. I mean, I'm not I'm not sure that's asking a lot. I mean, Bradbury doesn't have a lot of speed to begin with. So just a little bit of a drop. Had a really good year last year. I I know he did, but that's because they had a tremendous pass rush and he could play off ball and, you know, bait quarterbacks. And they no longer have a really good pass rush? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Seriously? No, no, they they do. I think their edge players are good pass rushers, but I don't think they're going to be any good against the run. And... Then right. that'll set up play action against those. You guys. go again. Thank all you. Of you all, of, all of your factors have some logic to them. If they happen, those would be the reasons why the Eagles start to crumble. So, yes, tell the football gods that you want that stuff to happen because we would all enjoy it. I just don't know that it will. Yeah, I just don't think that their linebackers and safeties were their difference-making players last no, year. They were they fine. Were. They were but... adequate players for what they did, and so therefore I don't think anybody who plays this year is going to be significantly <clears throat> less than that. Right. They might be a small downgrade, but they, they had the second. They allowed 300 yards per game last year. They had the second-best defense in football. So, I know. Like you, I'd, I'd love to see it. And look. If the whole no team has won the NFC East for two consecutive years, game oh. continues, and you know, <laughs> I know. Hopefully, the Giants can slide in there if you know Giants catch a couple breaks along the way. But I mean, the Eagles, the Eagles roster is really good. It, it is. is. It just is. Two zero one nine three nine four five one three two zero one nine three nine four five one three. And Giant fans always get mad at me on Twitter when we talk good about the Eagles, but we have to call it like we see it. <sighs> it's what it is. Let's go to Scott in New Mexico. Scott, what's up? Hi, guys. How are you doing today? Hi. Doing great. Um, question for you. Uh, I kind of disagree a little bit with your Buffalo pick for two reasons. I think the loss of Tremaine Evans is going to be significant. And also, one thing that disturbed me about Josh Allen being a great quarterback, didn't he have a lot of uh, picks in the red zone? Last year, he, I, don't uh, he had, he, I don't know what his red zone picks were, but he did have turnover issues last year. That's I correct. believe 17 interceptions led the NFL last season, if I'm not mistaken. I'll check that. But okay. but but I'm a huge Josh Allen fan, so don't expect me to pile on him. Right, I'm not piling on him either. I'm just saying that he sort of sort of 
went down a little bit in my eyes in regards to his efficiency there, and that's really important. Well, the overall talent on that offense has slipped. Right. And you're just mentioning one of the names, but to be frank with you, that offensive line is not as great as I think they'd like it to be either. 14 picks last year. Was it 14? In the regular season, yes. Okay. Right. Uh, Also, one of the things that's kind of unusual in the red zone scoring percentages, that's the touchdowns only. The Giants were actually fifth. And I know they didn't score touchdowns, but Mm -hmm. still, why wouldn't they be ranked a little bit higher with a much, much better team in your eyes in regards to uh, where they can go? Because they have obviously much more uh, weaponry than they had last year. Yeah, but you know what? Here's the thing, Scott. I mean, Waller, yes, but like speed at receiver doesn't, that's not what gets you done in the red zone, right? So, you know. Well, they have Saquon Barkley, obviously, yeah, still. Yeah, but they had him last year. So, I mean, I don't think Waller will help in that area. But, look, to expect to improve on fifth, that's asking a lot. Fifth is excellent. In fact, the right. Giants' offense and defense in the red zone last year was a big reason they overperformed their point differential last year. Right. Correct. Right. So, to and those things can be very small sample-ize-ish, and they can really kind of change from year to year. So I think if the Giants come back in their fifth again, I think that would be a huge win. Your schedule is a lot tougher, too, which has something to do with it. So right. if they come back and they're the same, I'd be happy. To expect improvement from fifth, that's that's asking a lot, in my opinion. Yeah. The, the Giants, they, they need to excel in the areas that they did well in last year and then pick up some of the other lower areas. That's how this team's going to get generally better. Right. Okay, well, thanks for the answers, guys. No, no problem. Hey, but look, and I think a big reason the Giants were really good in the red zone last year were twofold. One, I think very good play calling. You know, they set up a lot of, like, rub routes and design stuff to get people open. No doubt. Um, You have a running quarterback in Daniel Jones. That gives you another option down there. Mm -hmm. You know, read options are very difficult to to guard inside the Mm five-yard line, especially when you have a quarterback that weighs 220-plus pounds and can, you know, sneak it in. Saquon Barkley is another big reason why they were very good in the red zone last year. Now you add Darren Waller to it. I do expect it to be a strength again. I expect him to be very good down there for all the same reasons I just mentioned. But fifth's awesome. You know, there's only four, four, four spots ahead of you. So I think getting better than fifth might be asking a lot. But I do expect him to be very good in the red zone again. And you know, John, as much as this offensive line gets hammered by the analytics people, the Giants' offensive line was a much better run-blocking team last year, especially in the red zone. They won more of their one-on-one straight-ahead matchups. I agree with that. And and that was as much of a difference as any of the things that you just said. It was an improvement. Yeah. But yet, you know, again, most of the analytics people still kill this line. No, I'm, I'm sorry. It was a functional line. You don't do what this team did in the red zone and then overall and win nine games and win a playoff game with a non-functional offensive line. That's very hard to do. Yeah, I wouldn't call it. Very hard I w- to do. I wouldn't call it non-functional. No. It's a functional offensive line. I'd like it to be better. I, I, and I think they can get better. But, you know. Um, I do think you. I do think the play caller still had to make allowances for it in the way they called games. It's, there's no question that that comes into play. Okay. I, I would not disagree with that, and which is and why, fair. which is why they still have to raise the bar. But that's a different question than non-functioning. To your point, yes, yes, no question. Two zero one nine three nine four five one three. Two zero one nine three nine four five one three. Let's go to Maurice and Montclair. He's up next. Maurice, what's going on? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Yes. Hello. What's up? Hey, not much, man. I just want to be quick. I got a question for you guys, and I just want to hear your take on it real quick. Sure. Uh, give me the Giants, the best individual five players for the Giants in order uh if you want to I, yeah. I didn't want right. to take up too much time no but... no top five in order I would go uh, wait, are you talking talent or just just player oh, yeah, production good question are you talking like value in terms of position value are you talking just the best at yeah, what they yeah, do big difference the best at, the best the best at what they do okay. at their position and individually like how it affects the team Okay. All right. So, well, I I guess my question, like, do you automatically put the quarterback higher because the quarterback, or do you just care of kind of how good they are? Okay. Hear my list real quick. This is my list. I have Andrew Thomas, number one. I have Daniel Jones, number two, because Andrew helps Daniel. Because Andrew's just been lights out for a very long period of time, and I commend that. Right? So I have Daniel Jones, number two. And number three, this is going to surprise people, but this is my catch to the call. 
I think Graham Gano is a big, big factor for this team. He's good from 56 and under. He's money. He's clutch. He's just a veteran, and he's just that guy. I think after him, I will probably put Dexter there. And in that fifth slot, that, that'll be tough. I, I kind of didn't figure out the fifth yet. But um, I'll let you guys take the fifth spot. All and right. I'll take everything off the air. I'll awesome. Thank you, Maurice. Good I, I question. won't put them in order, but I love your point about Gano. He's as good a kicker as there is in this league. In terms league. of being good at what he does, yeah. Yeah. So oh, I would I, I feel really bad about leaving him off my five, but I just wrote my knee jerk reaction, not in order. Lawrence, Blackley, Thomas, Jones, and Waller, I think are all outstanding guys at their particular positions. I think Gano would have to be on there if there were six players. Yeah, I'm taking like value out of it. I'm just putting guys that are best at that, what well, that's they what do. I did. So I have Thomas, Lawrence, Barkley, Waller, or Dory Jackson. That's my five. That's fine. I mean, I, I think a Dor- I think a Dory Jackson is not a elite, not an elite corner, but he's very good. Yeah, I agree. I think Daniel Jones is right outside the top ten quarterbacks in this league, which means he's not elite. Elite's top five for me. Mm-hmm. Really, really good guys are top ten. And then I think Jones is right out of that top ten, which just makes him good. Yeah, Jones is a, a tier three guy. It is well. So, I'm with you, huh? You know, so... And by the way, that's where the salary checks in, too, by the way. Yeah, so that's, that's yeah. They paid him. Yeah. So, Dory Jackson's not a, not a bad answer. That's not a bad answer. Who else could we even consider? I think is a guy you consider there. Well, Mc- I definitely have Mc- to put Gano McKinney there. would probably be in the conversation, but I don't think he's done it for a long enough period of time yet for, for him to break the top five for me. No one else on the uh, Leonard Williams would have to be in that conversation too. I'm surprised he was. Uh, you love Leo. I'm surprised he I'm wasn't a on your huge top five. Leonard Williams fan, but last year because of the injury, because the injury, he right. was not the same player last year. I agree. Year. But to me, if if it was Leo and I knew he was back to what he usually was, I would have him probably ahead of Adori on my list. Well, the que- the, I, I'm assuming the question was based on what we saw this past season. Yeah, and you know. I couldn't put McKinney there because of the yeah, injury. I agree. I couldn't put Leonard Williams in there because the injuries affected him. Yeah, too. Leo would be the other guy that I would have in my top six. Either one of those two guys could easily bounce back, have the kind of year we think they could have, mm-hmm. and be on the list. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. 201 939 4513. 201 939 4513. Let's go to Ryan in Illinois. He's up next. Hey, Ryan, what's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, fellas? How are you? Hi. I'm doing well. I was going to ask. Yeah. Uh, last year, Dexter took uh, such a great step forward, and I wanted to see what you guys thought of what position would have the most value of having that player take that kind of leap. And then similarly with the rookies, what player stepping in could like really impact the team if they took an immediate leap? Thank uh, you. All right. Um, do you want to hang with us, Ryan, or do you want to listen off the air? Um, I'll, I'll wait. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, I mean, the rookie question's easy. It's Deontay Banks. Well, you know what? I don't think it's Deontay Banks. You think it's John Michael Schmitz? Yes, I do. See, I think it's Banks because I think having that second corner there that can cover man-to-man, I think that's a game-changer on defense. I think it's a lot to ask from a rookie corner, but that wasn't the question. The question is if I could choose somebody, who would I choose? And I think, for me, it would be Deontay Banks and the impact having a shutdown cover corner across from Midori can really open you up to what you can do defensively. That would be awesome, but corners outside of Sauce Gardner make a lot of rookie mistakes. Oh, I know, but that wasn't the question. And, and well, I, I think that because Banks is going to have to fight for playing time, too, because they're going to grade his learning curve. And they've got so many guys that they're considering out there. I'm not even sure that Banks starts right away, to be frank. I think they'd love him to. They want him to. In a perfect world, it would be great. But I'm not so sure that he will right away. They may wean him in slowly. Okay. Maybe by week five he's starting. I don't know. So you think there's a much better chance Schmitz is starting week one than Banks? I do. Okay. I do. I think I think it's close. I, don't, I, I think, think Banks it's close. could, but I think if I had to put a, a buck on it, I'd say John Michael Schmitz starts week one, has a better chance of doing it than Banks does. And because... If they had an incumbent over there that that was with them last year but, that you knew was really good, yeah, I'd say yes. Yeah, but that's, that's why I think Banks gets the edge. You know? Um, I, I, think, I think part of 
part of, of what I'm talking about is because John Michael Schmitz, as part of an offensive line, that's an ensemble. Corners are on an island. Oh, that's fair. So their mistakes are much more visible. That's fair. And they're much more fatal. Yeah, I agree with all that. Those mistakes become just a bloody nightmare. That's all fair. Where a center can make a mistake and it doesn't necessarily have to destroy you. So I think that John Michael Schmitz, for me, is the answer to that question. But fair. Other question, I don't think I understand it. Your other question was, at what position um, would the Giants benefit most from having a player take a big jump? That was the question, correct? All right, so if you could pick any like, position and a player where the Giants well, could that, take a huge jump, what position would it be? I think it's got to be Evan Neal. Yeah. If, that, if Evan Neal has an absolutely stud season, it's huge. thousand percent. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And yeah, I think the other, the other and I already mentioned Banks at corner, so I'll throw one other one out there for you. Can one of these young wide receivers take a big jump and kind of turn into a really top-notch target, whether it's like Paris Campbell or Wanda Robinson, somebody like that. But I, I, I like your Neil pick. I'm, I'm glad you just mentioned that. And caller, bear with me half a second here. And I want to say this because John and I did so much work at the Combine and, and so much work on these, these rookies. I really thought coming out, until I got to see Hyatt out here at, at the rookie minicamp and the OTAs, I was convinced from watching his tape and from seeing him at the Combine, he was going to be a slot guy. Oh, no. I, he's not. Not me. No, he's an outside guy. He's an outside mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. Yeah, and, no, you and Lance were kind of on that him being a slot guy thing. I never was on board and, with that. And, and, and I talked to a number of scouts who thought the same thing. Really? They thought that he would be a better slot guy in the NFL than an outside guy. Because he did play, he did play slot at Tennessee, but I always saw him as more of a vertical outside speed guy. Now, since he got on campus here, he... Gain weight, all right, he's up to 185 now, so he's a lot more physical and he's got a little more meat on his bones. He says he wants to play at 190. That gives him a better chance against an outside boundary press cover corner. His upper body's still pretty slender, but yes. He's, he's, yeah, he's not, he's not a Hulk or anything, mm-hmm. but he's, he's not wiry anymore either, all right? He's got a little meat on his bones. And you know what? He is legit six feet. Sure. You, you watch he's him out six there. One. He's 6'1". Yeah, you watch him out there. He doesn't look like a Smurf. You guys know how I feel about Smurfs, okay? No, this guy, this guy can play outside. I'm convinced that Paris Campbell plays outside, which he has I, the size for it. I just think, I mean, I think they like him better in the slot. I agree, but he can play outside. Sure. So uh, I just want to mention that. So I've changed my opinion on Hyatt because after seeing him in person out there at the rookie camp and at the OTAs, I'm convinced now that Hyatt can be a weapon on the boundary. I did not originally think that. Okay. So I just want to take that back and tell you guys that I'm backpedaling on that one. No takesies backsies. Well, I'm backpedaling. I'm, I'm not taking I'm, it back, I'm but kidding. I'm backpedaling. Because when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm not afraid to tell you that. What else you got, Ryan? Um. I don't know. I, I guess it would be really nice if Hyatt could really develop his, I mean, they say that he's smart, tough, and dependable, so can he, you know, take on all that the NFL has to offer and run with it and become that number one guy for us maybe in a year and a half or so? I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I, I think I think that as a year one proposition, that's a lot I, to ask. I think that's a lot to ask, but yeah, in a couple years, he's yeah, all, maybe, he, maybe yeah, he, 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 I mean, even like to your point, maybe it's like halfway through his second year when everything clicks and he's ready to could roll. Be. Like that could be, and he has all the physical traits to do it. That's for sure. So I, I think that's just going to take a little bit more time. Ryan, good stuff, man. Thanks for the call, dude. Look, I think you hit it though. Like, if I was to pick one player who's the Giants on offense, the season really depended on the most in terms of taking a big step, taking the quarterback out of the mix, obviously, it would be Evan Neal. You know, if he can show up, and he doesn't have to be Andrew Thomas. He doesn't need to be the pro bowler, an all-pro guy yet, and he hopefully develops into that. But if he can just be a league average right tackle this year, that would go a long way, long way to helping this offense in their past, uh, past game. You think about this, right? We saw what Barkley did last year. We saw how much better Daniel Jones was last year. And Thomas had to struggle through the rookie learning curve, the change of position, change of coaches, plus, plus the change of coaches, plus the injuries. Yeah. He had to go through a lot of hurdles. And we still saw how good Jones and Barkley could be. I mean, to me, that makes him an easy answer. With you. 201-939-4513. Tim and Charleston's up next. Timbo. 
Hey, John and Paul, how you doing? Hi, What's up, man. I'm, I'm going to change direction here just a little bit. Sure. Because I know you. I know you know about this, John, but I thought Paul would appreciate it, too. You know Roy from Charleston, right, John? Yeah, of course. We shout out to each mm -hmm. other, and we exchanged emails through Pearson. And um, apparently neither of us either emailed each other until a couple of weeks ago. I emailed him. I found, my, that I found this address, and uh, we got in touch by email, exchanged phone numbers. And yesterday he came to Tim's awesome patio party on James Island with his lovely wife. And we had a great time talking, and, to, and it turns out we're both born in the same year. We're a little older than you, Paul, so, so you could feel young for a day. That's impossible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's older than me. <laughs> but, but I just wanted to thank the Big Blue Kickoff Live dating service for its first <laughs> successful <laughs> pairing. It was just – it was great. I mean, we, I was so busy because I served uh, seven full pitchers of frozen – Fresh fruit margaritas, 15 pounds of ribs, uh, fresh homemade ceviche pasta salad, peel and eat shrimp, rice and beans, burgers, dogs, uh, chicken legs. I mean, it was I was on the go the whole time. Ooh. But, Sean, I, it, it was a great, great party. I had like 30 people there. We had cornhole. I got a big yard, a big patio. But, John, I sent you a picture of me, Roy, and his lovely wife. So uh, by email, so uh, once you're off the air, do you get a chance to catch up in your emails? Take a look. I will. And next time I and next time I call, guys, I'll talk about football. All right, sounds but, good, Tim. Good stuff. I want to tell Pearson about this. He's going to want to know where his invite was. He's the one that put you guys together. I mean, Pearson would eating some ribs. Would have gotten you know, all come on. <laughs> Pearson's not bad enough for ribs, Tom. Is that what you're saying? That's a little rough. Oh, he's a picky. He's a dainty eater. Is that what you said? He's dainty. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. Look, just putting Giant fans together one pair at a time. That's what we do. <laughs> hey, Giants Nation's pretty large. Surprisingly, no one's called up and asked for Charlie's number or email address. <laughs> <laughs> You shouldn't have even gone there, John. <laughs> oh, man. You just go to the big building with the high fences that they don't let people out of. That's where you'll find them. All right, let's go to uh, Wilson and Roxbury. He's up next. Hi, Wilson. Oh. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hello. What's up? Hey, listen, uh, Johnny, you're going to get mad at me because what I'm going to say. But I, I want to say this because uh, I read an article the, uh, a couple of days ago about uh, this guy, Nate Ebner. He was still making excuses about Joe Judge saying that uh, Dave Gettleman derailed his career. I mean, I can't believe that there's still people out there that are trying to that are trying to make excuse for what kind of coach and what what the disaster this guy was. I mean, he wasn't the worst hire in Giants history. I mean, he beat Ray Henry by a mile. I think it was one of the worst hires in NFL history. Wilson, oh, let me ask you a question. Well, no, before you go any further, Wilson, let me just yeah. step in here a okay. second. And uh -huh. let me ask you why, and I know what you're talking about. Nate Eppner did a podcast, and it was yeah. reflecting on his time here with the Giants. Right. Nate Eppner Nate um, was, was here for a very short period of time during a very dark period in Giants history. In all honesty, why would you spend so much time thinking about it or worried about it? It's no, it's no, kind no, of no, it's kind of not consequential to me. No, I know. I, I'm just I just want to know. I know you guys obviously work over there so you, you can't really No, no it has nothing to do with it. It was a dark time in Giants history. That's true. There's I, nobody's denying I, I, that. And Wilson, I will just say this and I've said it I'll say it a million times. If Daniel Jones doesn't get hurt in 2021, Joe Judge I, 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 is still I, I, the Giants head coach last year. I and I believe that. Johnny, I absolutely you, believe you, that. Cuz they would have won John, at least listen, 3 more games. Correct. John, listen. You told you tell me that, right? And I told you this before. Listen. I don't have to lie to you when, when I tell you what I'm going to tell you because I don't have I don't have any reason to lie to you. After the only reason why Giants fans like myself didn't go crazy with this guy was because for some miracle the Giants were six and ten and they were in it to the last game, which it was for days. I mean, it wasn't a re it, it just happened that way. You know that that happens one in a million years. That's yes, and it was. And by the way, we we, we we were the first ones to say that the the, the playoff run in their six and ten year was was nonsense. That wasn't a real playoff run, one hundred percent. 
It was fun anyway. Okay. Yeah, but it, <laughs> it wasn't real though. I understand. I understand. And, and then, uh, no, but why? No, why are we rehashing that now? I don't understand. No, I just because it, 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 I don't know because this this guy just rubbed rubbed us the wrong way. Let it go, way, Wilson. Know? Let it go, and Wilson. After that first year, we have people calling up saying he's gonna be the next Giants' great head coach. Halfway through that second no, year, we had people Bobby, saying the same thing. Wilson, Wilson. Well, let me tell I, you I, something. I, mean, uh, I know that I, the I, Yale Bowl existed too, but I've let that go long ago. Okay, okay. it's gone. Forget okay. it. Okay. Okay, I'll, I'll forget. Well, thank you. Thank you for the therapy. It's just that I, I just want to tell John one last thing before I, I let go. John, I don't have to lie when I tell you this. After the, after the 2021 season, or the, after, after the first year of Joe Judges, well, I, I, I called uh, 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 Maggie and, and Moose at WFA, and I told him this word. The way that this guy wants to be Bill Belichick, which he hasn't won anything, but he wants to be, he better start 6-2 and two or 7-3 or it's over. If I would have if I if I would have played the lotto, I don't think I have I would have been so right when I said that long time ago. So not everybody thought that he was going to be the next the next Tom Coughlin. That's all I'm saying. That's I all I'm you. saying. Thank you, Wilson. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. Hey, look, and I'm not sitting here telling you that if Joe Judge would have been the next Bill Parcells or Tom Coughlin. I'm not telling you that. I'm just telling you the second half of that second year when everything went off the rails, and I mean everything went off the rails. Mm-hmm. From the, the quarterback sneaks to the postgame speeches, none of that wouldn't have ever even happened if Daniel Jones was the starting quarterback. I agree with you. None John. of it would have happened. I, I very, very strongly agree with that. Now, I, and, 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 and am I telling you that things would be better now if they kept Judge instead of Dable? Of course I'm not saying that. Dable's a better coach. He's shown he's a better coach. But coaches are a slave to the people that they throw out there on the field. And look, he did not handle what went poorly well. <laughs> I think it's fair to say that. But Mike Glennon and Jake Fromm were his two quarterbacks for the last six games of 2021. Yeah, and, and where did they go after the Giants? And Paul, Nowhere. I, and I will say the same thing, and this is me being intellectually honest. This is me being telling you exactly what I said. What did I say on this show the minute we found that Daniel Jones was not coming back that year? I said, no judgment should be made on this coaching staff based on what happens the rest of the year with those two guys as your quarterback. That's what I said. Before they played a single game, that's what I said. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> enough other things happened. <laughs> no doubt. Where it went a little it went a little haywire. It wasn't just bad play on the field. There was other stuff, too. We know about all this stuff. We don't have to rehash all that. But I'm just being intellectually consistent and honest. And before that Daniel Jones injury happened, Paul, may, correct me if I'm remembering incorrectly, we were not having people calling up asking to fire Joe Judge before Daniel no. Jones got hurt that year. No, we did not. We did not. And it, again, you know, I think they would have won at least two, probably three games the rest of that season, and it would have and been that would have gotten them to six or seven it, games. I think they had four wins, right? When it, when Jones got hurt, they were four and six. I think so, yeah. as I recall. It would have been enough that there would have been some respectability, and and I think I think he would have had a chance to grow. Here's what I will add, and this has nothing to do with the Giants per se. Joe Judge is a really good football man. And he's a smart guy. Very smart he guy. Just got, he got in his own way, to be quite honest And And I think that he wound up paying the price for his inexperience as a head coach. Yeah, for sure. Now, Brian Dable handled his first year as a head coach much better. Of course, when you win a lot of games, it's a lot easier. But no yes. doubt about that. <laughs> okay? But, but there is something to be said that not everybody, when they get their first head coaching job, can handle it well, mm-hmm. especially if things go off the rails. With the pandemic... With the injuries, with other situations that occurred, there was a perfect storm, and it basically took him into a tidal wave situation, and it fell apart. I believe that when Joe Judge gets another opportunity to be a coach, and it may be at a powerful college program first before he gets another NFL head coaching job. Who knows? He may never get another NFL opportunity. I think at some point he will. I think he's young enough. That at Mm -hmm. some point he will, and I think Joe Judge, much like Bill Belichick, who did not have a very good time in Cleveland when he was a head coach for the first time in his career either, I believe that Joe Judge will actually come back, bounce back, and do well when he gets another opportunity. You better lay off the four-hour special teams meetings. (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. I'm not sure if you guys saw those reports. No, we all know about those. That, again, that, again, that, that... We're not trying to do revisions this year. We're just trying to be honest as to exactly what happened. That's it.
You know, a All lot right. of bad circumstances yeah. there. Real quick, the Giants official connected TV streaming app. Giants TV brings original video content, game highlights on demand, and direct to big blue fans. Giants TV is free on Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon Fire TV and the Giants mobile app. And don't forget, Giant fans, take your fandom to the next level with a season ticket membership. Stay connected to the club all year round, not just on game days. Memberships are now available for the 2023 season. To learn more about all the exclusive member benefits, visit Giants.com slash tickets. Limited inventory is available. Roy and Charleston. The second half of our lovely couple will wrap us up today. Hi, Roy. <laughs> Are you going to give us the dinner menu, Roy? Because i got to be honest with you. If anybody's listening to this podcast on their way home. They're hungry now. That's going to be one hell of a dinner. And by the way, Roy, I need to know, what were Tim's grill skills like? Like, was this was this stuff coming off the grill overcooked? Was Ooh. it was it cooked well? Give me the lowdown. How on many Roy? stars, Roy? How many stars? <laughs> I'm, I'm giving them five stars, man. It was delicious. He put a little bit of. A little bit of heat on the barbecue, on nice. the chicken and the ribs. It was really good. He even he even offered uh, um, some vegan dishes for some of the folks that were wow. for with them. Wow. I mean, he seafood for Pearson, like, Dom. Like, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, you got to jump on a flight and come on down. Next time, it'll be in my backyard. There but you it go. was really, really. He he went above and beyond. My wife and I, we were like, so, so I showed up yesterday, and it was like. Um, which one's Tim? <laughs> like, oh, he's that guy over there. I'm like, oh yeah, he's the one grilling. Okay, I had no. We showed up cold. My wife and I was like, "Honey, have you ever met Tim? No. Do you know what he looks like? No." So <laughs> it was hilarious. But um, a lot of folks there, really sweet people, and um, uh, just a. It was a great community, man. We had a great time last night, and uh, um, we got a chance to talk about New York a little bit, and you know, playing. Uh, Playing handball and uh, um, fistball. Do remember fistball with uh, Spalding, Pink Spalding? Yeah, we we and Roy, we, actually, we 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 actually have somebody here that uh, Rob Browning, who's also from Brooklyn. He grew up uh, down in uh, Brighton Beach. He loves handball. He talks about handball incessantly. So yes, I, I just want go. to add one so. thing. Since you had never met or seen Tim before, how do you know that wasn't Chad Powers in disguise? <laughs> good question. Very good question. Just yep. saying. I tell you. You never know, right? Um, but we had a great time, and I really appreciate Tim. He went—I mean, he went all out. I mean, he—he he put on a spread and a half. So that's great. Um, yeah, it was really great. But um, I did have a football question. When is when does training camp start? Thank you, Roy. Appreciate the call, man. Um, we don't have a date yet for that. Yeah, the the NFL rule is that uh, you're talking 15 days before the preseason opener. Now, the Giants have not announced a training camp date yet. Right, but we know their but preseason. But we know the preseason yeah. opener mm-hmm. is August 11th, mm-hmm. which would take you back to July 28th. Okay? But, again, there has no, been no official word on that yet. But that would be the approximation based on the NFL bylaws. And the players usually arrive a day before that for Correct. conditioning and stuff. And so. the rookies will even also come in two days earlier. Yeah, and that's and you know what? Didn't didn't we have like a select group of vets come in a little bit early too? Like like a pre pre camp. Wasn't that rem- something with the new CBA where they come a couple days early? There or were something? so many little details into that job. Or, or, I'm not even sure. Or was that only last year because of the new head coach? Might have been. That might have been. Yeah, because you get that extra I know mini. The you get that. that extra mini camp and that extra week yeah. because of the first year head coach. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see that this year. Anyway, here's the bottom line. Later start because the last couple of years we'd start around the 24th or 25th. Right. Is actually right. Get a little a- more time anticipate off. pencil in if you'd like the 28th. Nothing's been announced, so I'm not like giving out any information here. But you could pencil in the 28th based on the rules. And then the other thing you got to keep watching on is Giants.com because you don't know what days they'll be open public practices. Yeah. and they haven't announced any of that yet. So. That's far from being announced. Yeah, and they usually do something at the stadium at some point, too. There's a lot of concerts at the stadium this summer, so that might not happen this year. So keep an eye on it. Yeah. We'll see. I, I make can sure tell you check you, it out. I can tell you one thing, and I'm not giving out any secrets here, that the Giants-Jets dual practice is not going to happen this year. Oh, is that for sure? That was supposed to... Remember, it happened last year when the Jets came up here to the Giants facility for one day. So, so we aren't going there? And it wasn't open to the public. Right. The one this year, uh, they were thinking about possibly a reciprocal. That's not going to happen this year uh, down at Florham Park because uh, there's the preseason game right at the end, and then there's the... Uh, the they play the Jets... Uh, I think what what week is that again, John? Is it, it's the third week. I don't know what the date. I can check the date. Yeah, I, I forget. I forget what I forget what date. But they they've decided that the two organizations just decided not to have the dual practice this year. So, but it wasn't open to the public last year anyway. 
So I don't think it would have been open to the public this year. Yeah, Jets did the 26th, the Saturday. So that doesn't mean there might not be a dual practice against somebody else. But we'll have to wait and see on that. Yeah. There's no official announcements on that. So make sure you stay tuned to Giants.com, the Giants mobile app, the Giants official social media platforms. For all that information, it'll be out there as soon as uh, things are announced. For Paul Dottino, I'm John Schmuck. Thank you for joining us on Big Blue Kickoff Live. Good show, Paulie Dots. Don't let me hanging. We'll there see you, you next go. time on Giants.com and the Giants Mobile Lab. Have a great Monday. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.